Welcome to episode 76 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. All right, you guys, I kicked off our October theme last week talking all about putting sobriety first so that everything else in our lives don't come last. This is really important, and people that are in recovery, when they get told this by their sponsor or another friend in recovery, sometimes we get kind of like pissed off. We're like, oh, but then it's like, we understand. We take a minute. We understand the importance. We fully understand our disease. We understand if we don't put sobriety first, then yes, everything else will come last. And the woman I have on here this morning to chat with you guys about her experience and her thoughts about putting sobriety first. She's incredible. And when I thought of this theme, I was like, this woman needs to come on and share her thoughts about this because she has so much experience about it and the passion and the drive that she has for recovery and just for honestly wanting to live is compelling and it inspires the shit out of me. Excuse my language, but it does. It inspires me so much. And I was just so grateful that this human said yes to coming on Monday State of Mind to talk to all of us. So like I always tell all of you amazing humans, I never introduce my guests. They tell you who they are. Will you please introduce yourself to the world for Monday State of Mind? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Michael. My name is Spring. And I thought about a lot because I figured you were going to ask me to introduce myself. And so I am a mother and I am a partner and I am a sister and a daughter and I'm also an alcoholic in recovery. My sobriety date is October 28th of 2020. So just learning how to walk in sobriety, but super grateful to be sober and uh, to be here this morning. Thank you. I love how you introduced yourself. You're like, I am this, this, and this. You're not just one thing. You're so many parts. Thank you so much. So spring. Okay. You guys, when I approached you about talking about that simple phrase, putting sobriety first, so everything else doesn't come last. What were some immediate thoughts that came to your head when I asked you about that? One of the first thoughts that came to my head is very early on sobriety. I had a lady tell me that everything you put in front of your sobriety, you're going to lose. And I didn't get it. I heard what she was saying, but it it made no sense to me. How do you not put your kids first? Like, right. How do you not put your husband first? You know, like, what does that mean? Like every, and it wasn't until I went through the process of relapse and absolutely lived that until I completely understood that for me, it's hundred percent true. Everything I put in front of my sobriety, I, I did lose everything. And through the act of sobriety, um, I'll, I'll second that the act of sobriety and doing the work and staying sober. I got most of that back, which is incredible. And it's a miracle, but it definitely was a struggle. It was hard. It was hard. I thought, you know, that's selfish, right? putting myself first is selfish. I've never in my life put myself first. I don't even know what that looks like. Um, I do now. <laughs> I do now. So thank you, Michael, for the question. 
Yeah. Bring, I love that you rephrased it a little bit. When we put stuff in front of us, like anything in front of our sobriety, we lose. And I love how you brought up the whole thing of selfish, right? Because I'll be the first to say I felt selfish to my friends or to like my softball team. Like, Hey, I can't play a five thirty game because I have a meeting to go to, or I have to do this for my recovery. And they didn't get it. And at first it just felt weird. And it felt like I was letting people down. But then if I didn't do it, I knew that I I wouldn't have any of those things. And so I want to ask, how were you able to move through those feelings or that thought process to be like, hey, it's okay to put me first in this scenario with my alcoholism? The answer actually, it was so simple for me. It's, It's amazing how long it took me to get it. But when I was drinking, I wasn't any of those things. I wasn't a mom. I wasn't a partner. I wasn't an employee. I was worthless. And so it was like, well, wait a second here. Um, I'm not showing up anyway. And the only way that I could stay sober um, was to do all the things um, that I needed to do to stay sober, which was a lot. And it was 100% for me, it was walking away from a lot of things that were against my core values, to be honest, um, to say, I want to show up for these people in my life, um, the way, the way they need me and the way that I can be proud to show up for them. And that, that meant sobriety was, is number one. Sobriety is absolutely number one. Let me ask you in the beginning, when people tell us that put sobriety first, and there are moments where it's like, I want to dig my heels in the ground. Or like, I'm tired. At the end of the day, it's like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. But then it's like, I have like that Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder that Michael, like, you got to do this. Kind of like those gifts in order to keep what I have, I must give it away. In order to keep my family, my friends, I have to like be able to keep my sobriety and give away what sobriety is given to me. I would love to hear your thoughts just on, has there become even just a level of acceptance or just even grace or excitement for putting sobriety first? because of the life that has been given to you now as a result of that spring? Absolutely. Because I have lived and I have seen the gifts of sobriety, it is very much natural to me now, but it wasn't always. You know, after a day of work and throwing dinner on the table and trying to get the dishes in the dishwasher to run out the door and get to the meeting and you're freaking tired and you're like, like, can I do this? I just want to crawl into bed or I just want to sit down at TV and eat some ice cream and and I know what that cost me. I know what those thoughts cost me. So now it's habit. It's very, it's habit. I have um, an in-person meeting two days a week that I go to. I have Zoom meetings two days a week I go to. I have regular conversations with my sponsor. And those are now, they're not questionable. They are, that time is a block of time. I set aside to do that no matter what comes. That is what I do. And because of that, I have the life I have today. Absolutely. There is a Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder and she's my sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't feel like going to a meeting, you should probably go to a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) And I I hear that a lot, (laughs) you know, when I'm like, okay, okay, fine, fine. I'll I'll go to the meeting. (laughs) And I never regret, I never regret going to the meeting after I get, it's kind of like working out, you know, you're like, oh God, I don't know where to work out. But then You go to work out and you're like, I'm so glad I worked out. It's kind of the same thing. (laughs) Right? Just when you think you don't want to, it's like, we need to. The other thing that I wanted to talk about with this is obviously like chatting with you about, it's called Monday state of mind, right? And we look from like a mindset 
crack, just the clarity in our state of mind. When we talk about putting sobriety first, so everything else doesn't come last, what has it done for you with your state of mind on a daily basis to lean into that? Because there are days where it's like we lean into it and this is what happens for our state of mind. And then spring on days where you're fighting it. What does that do for your state of mind? I never knew what peace and serenity was. Like way before I started drinking, I never knew that feeling of just like being able to sit in my skin and feel comfortable and to, to shut those voices off of my head. Sobriety has given me the first time in my life that peace and that calmness. Um, when everything can be crazy around me, I can still center myself. And I, I never had that before. So I would say for my state of mind, that is what sobriety has done for my mind. It has calmed it and brought me a huge deep breath that I never had ever until this last year and a half. The days that it, it's tough, which there are tough days, <laughs> life doesn't get easier after you sober. You kind of just get better at doing life. You know what I'm saying? Like things yeah. will happen that blow up your universe, <laughs> but I can navigate around them. I have yeah. different tools that I can grab instead of running to the liquor store. And that is awesome. I have people I can call when I need advice and I need to talk to and I didn't have that before. I have an amazing group of people who listen and care and who can relate to what I've walked through. And that is a huge gift for when days get tough. I don't have to do it all by myself. I got peeps. <laughs> it's so true. I feel like sometimes, I don't know about you guys that are listening, but I'm always chasing that peace and serenity and feeling like I can handle life. When I put sobriety first and what I'm hearing you say is you can handle life, even the shit storms, even in the it, you got this. The other thing that I love that I see happens so much, it's like almost too much is that when you hear that phrase, and I mentioned this, you guys, in my first episode for October is don't let the gifts of AA keep you from AA, or, you know, you can even spin that to like, don't let the gifts of Dharma or celebrate recovery, whatever pathway you choose, keep you from going back. So I think it's one of those things that happens to all of us in recovery and I'm faulty of it. And it happens to me, it comes in waves where it's like, life gets really good. And I'm like, I don't need to go to a meeting or I don't need to do be of service. I don't need to do this. And then it's like, things just start to get bad, fast, like really fast. And so I want to ask you, Spring, what would you say to that person that might be listening to this, that have those moments where they've gotten sober, they're feeling good, they can tackle the world. And they're like, I don't need this anymore. I'm good. I don't need my meetings. I don't need recovery, community, whatever it looks like for them. What would you say to them? I would love to gift my experience to all those people. Yeah. I walk that. I live that. I've done that enough times to know where I'll end up. Sobriety is a gift of today. I can't guarantee that tomorrow I'm not going to have those thoughts. I can just hope that I can rely on my experience to know that when I start going down that path, it's going to end in a disastrous way and I'm going to hurt the people I love. That is 100% my experience. So I wish I had some kind of magical phrase or something, but I don't. I can just say, I lived it. <laughs> and it yeah. never, and I mean, never worked. <laughs> Not once, always got worse, never got better every single time. Yeah, you guys, if you're listening to this, and you have a friend that might be in the shoes of, hey, I'm good now, have them tune in. Because it's one of those things I think that sometimes 
we also, when we don't put sobriety first, there's this level. And I've noticed this for me too. I get in this tug of war with my ism that I'm like, okay, this is with me for life. And I can be totally honest. It is a disease of the brain. It's not going to go away. And I think sometimes it's one of those things like that maintenance where it's like, I know that, that I have a program that works. I know that these things work, but why do we fight it? Why do I, sometimes we kick and scream. And just like you said, spring, every time you actually lean into your sobriety and you put it first, you always feel better. And so I just want to ask you too, like when you have those moments, is there a tip or a trick that you do the moment that you're like, I don't want to do this or like, F this man, this is with me for life. Absolutely. It just came to me. (laughs) Uh, uh, And it made so much sense. It's so funny that I didn't think about it before, but I had a lady in the media once say when I drank, I needed to continue to drink to maintain my drunk. (laughs) Well, It only makes sense that in recovery, you need to maintain those things that you do to stay in recovery to maintain your sobriety. It's both sides of the coin. Um, It's the other side. And I guess that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm not recovered. I'll never be recovered. I am in recovery. And that is an, that's an action word. It's an action word. I love that you said that. Okay. Can you say that again? (laughs) I am not recovered. I am in recovery and recovery is an action word. Yeah. It's like, guys, we got to stay in action. I'm like, oh, dude, now like that was gold. Drop the mic. It's like, (laughs) but it is, it's true. I'm so grateful for your honesty about this because it's not always easy. It gets, it's simple, but it's not always easy. And it's one of those things when we see what happens. And so I just want to ask you, since you have been in acceptance of your sobriety, What are two, three, four, five words that you can think of that come to mind that are uplifting or positive words that have happened for you since you've chosen to be like, Hey, putting sobriety first so that everything else doesn't come last. Um, joy, peace, friendship. And I would say a life that I'm proud to live. I freaking love you spring. bring for you to come on here and to be like, Hey guys, I've lived this. I've lived the other side of, of not putting sobriety first. And this is what happens. And for you to come on to say, I now know what happens when I do put sobriety first. It's incredible. And I just, I thank you so much for your willingness to share this with the world because people need to hear this. They need to hear this is what can happen. And I just want to say, thank you so much for being here on Monday State of Mind. Thank you for having me, Michael. It it was awesome. There you have it. Spring dropping major knowledge on putting sobriety first so everything else doesn't come last. This is how we do. We make shift happen. We change our state of mind so it works for us and not against us. All right, ladies and gents, I will go ahead and end this episode by reminding you, if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 